This episode is powered by Safety FM. This is Sheldon Primus, the host of the Safety Consultant Podcast. During this time, we've all been tightening our belts because of COVID-19. I have been as well. Recently, I've found cost-effective alternative to some of the services and programs that I was using, such as email marketing, hosting services, and even one of my favorites, Teachable. Visit SheldonPrimus.com backslash resources for special offers to help you reduce your business overhead. If you're hosting a podcast or want to host a podcast, then visit SheldonPrimus.com backslash hosting for a knockout deal. Don't give up on your dream. Get smarter on the back end of your business. This is Sheldon Primus, and I'm the host of the Safety Consultant Podcast. This is the show where I teach you how to do the business of being a safety consultant. So today's episode, we're actually going to continue our conversation with the fabulous Jill James. You can tell that we're having some fun. We're giving you consultants a good idea of how you could offer services such as mock OSHA audits when you need to look for uh, if you're in an informal conference, uh, some of the things to, to help you, tips and tricks. Uh, you learned a little bit about being an investigator for OSHA and a few other things. Uh, in this episode, though, uh, Jill is going to lead us into a meditation. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that aspect of, you know, making sure that you're well-rounded because no one needs burnout. And well-rounded includes uh, setting some time out for some spirituality, setting some time out for making sure you center yourself. So we talk about that, as well as the guided meditation that she does for us. And then also, uh, we started talking about how she uh, became part of the Vivid team. And uh, even my time when I used to be a, a subject matter expert for one of their uh, products, which was uh, Summit Safety. Uh, so it was a fun uh, opportunity for me. And we had a wonderful time, great conversation. Uh, so I really hope that you guys get something out of everything that we talk about, all our little rabbit holes and back. Uh, so it was truly uh, an exciting experience for me and fun for me to interview her. And she was very gracious to do that interview. So I thank you, Jill, very much. Uh, so uh, without any further ado, we're going to go into... Uh, straight into the episode. Uh, there will not be a sponsor uh, tag this week, uh, but uh, next week I probably will again. And uh, truly, I'm not going to do a tip of the week either. Uh, we're just going to let everything that Jill has for us resonate with us, and uh, that is our tip. Listen real close to what she's got to say. She's got some great stuff uh, continuing from what she had on Monday's episode. So today is more of the same. Now you're going to have a, a blast like I did, so just sit back, enjoy, and we're going to listen to Jill James. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this kind of leads me to the, the thing I really, really wanted to talk to you about that got yeah. me thinking about you just... I, I thought about this thing and I've been thinking about it over and over and over and it's like I need to reach out to Jill. Okay. Oh gosh, I'm I'm dying to find out what is this. With all this stress, how do you cope? And I know that you have a practice of Reiki. Huh. 
So uh, explain that to us, and then uh, any tips, tricks, anything that you use that you say, okay, I am stressed out here, especially now with the pandemic, you know, and then all the stuff that we're expected as safety and health officers, consultants, we're we're expected to lead and not follow. And uh, that also brings its own stressors. So uh, what what are some of the things that you use? I know I, I meditate, uh, sometimes not as often as I should, uh, but I, I do. And I, I like to practice the meditation. My wife meditates yoga. Uh, so she loves those practices as well, mindfulness. Uh, what what are some of the things that you use and how has it benefited you? Mm, yeah, really good question. And, and I know these practices and I haven't been doing so well as much as I've been um, counseling others to do better myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has feeling. been, you know what, it has been hard. And I know that everyone who's listening, it's hard for them right now as well. I've, um, I've had the opportunity over the last number of months to be working uh, along with the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences, which is a division of the NIH, uh, the National Institute of Health. And uh, working on some training, my company has been supporting them and developing training for frontline workers. And um, every week I'm listening to um, workshops, sometimes twice a week from the front lines of what people's exposures are, hearing from the unions, hearing from scientists, hearing from educators. And oh my gosh, it's just so daunting and it fills your head. And um, my son told me my job was stressing him out. He's like, mom, I can't even listen. I can't even listen to your work. It's just making me so stressed out. So tip number one is... You got to turn this off, right? (laughs) Yes. And so, if we're talking about it, a hundred percent of the time, you know, your anxiety is just going to rise, and you'll have it rise in your family as well if you have people in your life who are um, who are listening, (laughs) listening in on your work. So that's not to say to ignore it; just like try to find a way to turn it off, you know, and with purpose um, to to turn it off. But you had asked about mindfulness practices, and so yeah, I um, I found. um, uh, Reiki, R-E-I-K-I, is the name of an ancient um, Japanese practice of laying on of hands. You might call it energy work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will hear of um, refer to it as healing touch, um, particularly in hospice care. Um, and so it's it's a laying on of hands, not massage, to um, to do energy work on people and. Um, um, through through touch and so I have been doing that um, for eight years and um, not like as a full-time gig but usually it's something I do for people who um, need to chill out a little bit for some reason maybe they're struggling with health maybe they are it's the eve of a surgery and they need to like center and find themselves yeah and uh, or maybe there's just some stressful something that's happening in their life and so I meet with with them and uh, do my energy work and in that process I've learned a lot about breath and breath work along with uh, my own personal yoga practice as well I've had a phenomenal teacher for about eight years who has taught me so much and unfortunately I've not been in the studio since March and so all of my yoga work is done at home now yeah Um, but I practice that breathing and those breathing techniques to just kind of settle 
you and settle your mind and bring you back to yourself where you have the ability then to be creative um, or to be um, thoughtful or to come up with an, you know, like maybe you've been struggling with something like, how am I going to tackle this? How am I going to tackle this? Yeah. And instead of just keeping thinking and thinking and thinking, you need to get out of your head, you know, and what better way to get out of your head um, than to breathe or to get into nature and plant your feet on the earth yes. and, you know, find that find that deep deep breath that's out of your out of uh, you know the top of your chest but moving down into your abdomen so that you can center so i do that i have i hike in my state park almost almost daily um, where i'm in nature and with nature so that i can i can be free to you know process my thoughts process thinking maybe a project i'm working on and uh, really do my breath work and um, I'd be happy to take the audience on a little journey, a little exercise with a little breath work and a little guided meditation. I am if, um, yeah, if we can do that, Sheldon, I'd be happy to share that. All right. I am getting myself ready. You hear my mic going there? I am. And when, uh, and if you did hear Jill Wright breathing in, uh, when you normally we breathe, we breathe in and our chest expands because we're bringing breathing into our our uh, lungs as opposed to breathing into your stomach which is a deeper thing think of when you need to uh, do your public speaking and you have to engage that diaphragm and now you're uh, if you were to push on your stomach and that feeling when you tighten that up to to project your voice out uh, that's where you're breathing into and you want to really fill the belly even though you're like oh man i don't want my belly to look big <laughs> Yeah, that's the way that it actually, it works. It helps center you. It, it, it gets that, that breath flowing in you. And uh, do you do breathe through nose, out through mouth, or are you going to guide through my us? mouth, yeah. Okay. And when I, you know, when I describe often to people, um, if I take people on a, on a little bit of a breathing um, exercise prior to me doing energy work, I have people to think about babies. If you've ever watched a baby breathe, you can see that babies' tummies rise and fall when they're breathing. I've never And that. that's the way we were born breathing. Like, we all were doing it so right when we came into this world. Yeah. And then we lost it as our world and lives get crazier and crazier with things. And, you know, pretty soon we're breathing like in our throats and it feels constrictive. Yeah. Um, but we need to like, take a cue from babies and look at the way that babies breathe with their tummies um, rising and falling. And it just automatically, when you start doing that and concentrating on it, it allows your shoulders to start to relax and pull away from, pull away from your ears. And, um, you know, I usually exhale through my mouth kind of that you know that like I'm like I'm imagining all the gunk all the gunk coming out yeah. straight out straight out my mouth yeah. like uh you know in the, in the movie the green mile yeah yeah as, um, as you're talking I'm literally doing it I, I yeah it's just getting right? me to it reminds me to do that yeah, yeah and it's so it's so powerful and you know you can even do it when you're driving and that's not saying you're closing your eyes or anything, but sometimes I'm reminded when I get behind the wheel of the car when you really need to pay attention as well, you know, to try to take some of those cleansing breaths and start that diaphragmatic breathing, as it's called, huh. and do that exhale. And, um, you know, you can concentrate on your driving and the road um, at the same time. Because if anyone's ever grabbed the steering wheel and realized that their shoulders are up close to their ears, it's like, man, I got to chill out. Yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe now's the time to um, 
just start doing that breathing. And yeah, breathe well, like I would be honored if you would lead us through something. Whatever time you want, whatever pace you want, I'm giving it to you. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> I'm selfish. I need this. <laughs> Happy to do it, Sheldon. Thank you so much for listening to Sheldon and I today. It was really fun to be with you, Sheldon. Appreciate the ability or the opportunity, rather, to tell stories. Always appreciate that. And thank you to everyone listening today. Thank you for taking time. Thank you for um, doing the hard work that we are all doing right now. These are some really unprecedented times for our occupation. Everyone's working their hearts out. And when we're working our hearts out, we often forget that we need to take time for ourselves. Time for ourselves to uh, regenerate and take a little bit of time to be silent, to go within, to heal ourselves so that we can go on and continue helping people. And also to create some space and quiet so that we can be creative. So many of you who are listening are consultants. And you're working so hard on your businesses and creating your businesses and keeping them flourishing and alive. And a lot of times the creativity it takes to take the next step includes getting silent so that you can create that space in your minds and in your hearts. So I invite you to do that now. We'll just take a few minutes together to do a little bit of a guided meditation. So I would ask everyone right now to get comfortable wherever they're seated. If you're seated, unless, of course, if you're driving, (laughs) then you'd want to pull over or listen to this later. And you can place your hands at your sides or in your lap, perhaps with your palms facing up. Release the stress in your fingers, in your palms. Start to relax your shoulders. You might notice that your shoulders are somewhere up toward your ears. A lot of us carry our tension that way. Try to wiggle those shoulders down away from our ears. And take a deep breath in. And release that breath. You can just continue to listen to me speak for the next few moments. Go ahead and soften your eyes now if you haven't already. Take another breath in and this time concentrate and think about where you're bringing that breath. So focus on taking your breath deep down in your belly and expanding your belly as you breathe in. And then letting that air release, you can breathe out through your nose or through an open mouth if you feel comfortable that way. I want you to imagine when you watch a baby breathe. If you can remember when a baby is breathing, you watch their little tummies rise and fall. That's how we were all born breathing. That is the way that we should be breathing. But as we get older and we're adults, we start breathing way up in the top of our chest. Those are the things that bring our shoulders up to our ears. 
So this time as you take your deep breath, remember that baby breathing where you're inhaling, where your tummy is expanding. And you're exhaling through your nose or mouth. These are called cleansing breaths, literally bringing in that air, blowing it out as if we're taking time to cleanse our system, cleanse our body, get rid of all that stress and anxiety. I invite you to just keep breathing like this as you're listening to my words. Again, you can relax your fingers, maybe relax your toes. If you have your legs crossed, uncross them and ground your feet. Anchor yourself where you're seated now. The focus of this brief meditation today is on releasing doubt and having faith in yourself to do the important work that you're doing right now. I want you to release any stress you have in this moment and anxiety and just take time to breathe, settle in, and take care of yourself. You can repeat after me quietly in your own mind. I release all anxiety and have faith in me and my abilities. I release all doubt and anxiety and replace with faith in me and my gifts and abilities. I release all doubt and replace with faith in me. I restore my inner confidence and peace. I release all doubt and replace with faith and confidence in me. I release all doubt and replace with faith in my abilities. Take another deep breath in. And out. You can begin to open your eyes, remembering that throughout the rest of today and tonight, you can come back to this breath, come back to this baby breathing, the way that we were born and came into this world breathing, knowing that you can use this breath to center yourself at any time and get your mind and your heart back on track and refreshed. Thank you again for being with us. Uh, I know we haven't talked about Vivid and, uh, and HSI. 
So anything you want to share about that, the work you're currently doing? Yeah, right. So uh, Sheldon, you mentioned that I work for a company called HSI. So you can find our company at hsi.com. And the um, podcast that I host uh, is called The Accidental Safety Pro. And you can find it on any podcast player um, and on YouTube. It's also hosted on our website with um, with uh, transcriptions so you can read as well. And those currently are hosted at vividlearningsystems.com. And uh, um, though I work for HSI and, and, you know, our company is, well, gosh, we have been growing and growing by leaps and bounds with safety management system and training and chemical management, SDS management and CPR and first aid training and training trainers for that. And, um, our software platform for, for managing your incidents and, um, doing your investigations and your audits. And, um, may I ask how you got that gig? Yeah. How did I get that gig? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a good story, right? Good. I want so it. I, I am passionate. I am passionate about the company that I'm work that I work for, and I'm I'm so grateful to be able to host the podcast, which is just one of the things that I do for the company. Um, but I was a client. So many years ago, ooh, this is this is kind of a fun story, I guess, in a nerdy safety world. <laughs> I um I was at a safety conference, and um. Uh, that one, there was a booth, you know, on the expo floor, and it was about online safety training. And the person, the salesperson at the booth at the time, you know, basically like reels me in and says, you know, come over here, I want to tell you about online safety training. And I thought, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Like, <laughs> like why would I be interested in this? And he says, well, I, um, I'm going to do a breakout session. I want you to come and listen to um, what we do with online safety training. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to go to that. I'm just going to like throw darts in this at this guy the whole time because online safety training has to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. You know, I'm a trainer. You, you can't do this effectively online. Yeah. And so I thought, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to be a critic. Um, little did I know he converted me immediately when, they start, when he started talking about how the courses were developed by um, people who study adult learning theory and who are instructional designers and who build courses, not videos, but actual courses for adults to engage them um, for knowledge transfer. And and I'm like, what? This is a thing? You know, and then I'm like, but it's safety. And then pretty soon I'm in my mind, I have my pretend CFR open and I'm like, oh, they checked all the boxes. Not only is this engaging, but it's checking all the compliance boxes. Wow. Well, dang. Okay. So he converted me. And I to a believer in online safety training, and I, I can't remember which exact job I was at at the time, but I thought if I ever get in a position where I have to like figure out how to do training, I'm calling this company. And so I had, you know, I had I took notes that day and I put it in a file, huh. and and they got filed away. And a couple jobs later, I was faced with figuring out how to do training for the first time in a in a 65 year history of a company. They had never had a safety professional. The only safety training they had ever done was buy funny little YouTube videos that Ugh. they could find. They had employees across five states under 12 different company names that spanned everything from. Um, engineering and sciences and uh, pharmaceutical uh, 
vaccine development to um, poultry workers mm-hmm. um, working in in uh, in poultry barns. And I thought, how on earth am I ever going to train all of these people of this breadth across all of these states, across all of these different topics and disciplines? Yeah. And so I took that file out hmm. and I called I called him and I said, I I need to hire you now. It's been like three years, <laughs> but I need to hire your company. And so I was able to do that. And so I became a client of what was then Vivid Learning Systems. And uh, when it was time for me to move on to a different job and I was thinking about where I'd like to go, I was telling my uh, my contact at Vivid um, that, you know, I'll be I'll be moving on. I'm looking for another job. I don't know where I'm going to go yet, but I just want you to know I'll do what I can to make sure you're you're, you're retained. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, where, where are you looking? And I said, you know, I've kind of narrowed my ideas of things I might want to do. And he said, well, what about our company? What about coming and working for us? Wow. And I said, I don't know. And so soon I was meeting the CEO and next I was hired and I've been, uh, you know, helping, helping create content and assets for uh, the safety and health audience yeah. and for our company and for our products Nice. Um, ever since. And we grew into uh, being acquired by the, by HSI and it's been six years and it's been uh, a really great career. Oh man, that's awesome. That's a great story. That truly is a great story. And uh, I guess you guys are using the uh, the Addy system, right? The analyze, uh, analyze, design, develop. Uh, a, Regarding training and yeah, our instructional yeah, yeah. designers and yeah. what they use. Gosh, I don't want to. I don't want to get into their <laughs> discipline. Yeah. I've I've interviewed them on my on my podcast, however, about oh, how they made. <laughs> yeah, so you can hear the, you can hear them talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's great because truly, I am um, one of the things I tell uh, the audience is if you can do work as a subject matter expert, you know, you really want to reach out and get get yeah. some work with some of these companies because you may have an expertise that someone else doesn't have and they need reviewing some courses or they need something similar to that and uh and truly i remember working for uh for summit uh when i had to you know i was summit's one of the brands that we own under hsi Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i worked with them for for quite a bit uh quite a little good space too and I was, I was really happy with, with, you know, the way that they did things is one of the things that really uh, impressed me of, of just all the communication. And then me as the SME, I give some work to someone else. They take over and they fit and fiddle with it and then they give it back and I go through it that with them and it's a back and forth. And, you know, you really get invested in this thing. So when it's finally the program is delivered to, you know, the public and you get to see this thing, you're like, wow, I helped with that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty phenomenal, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, what if, if uh, people who are listening aren't familiar with that, so subject matter experts or SMEs are often called upon, including at my company, um, our instructional design team our learning solutions team, rather, as they're as they're called, um, they contract with subject matter experts when they're designing um, courses. And so I'm I'm not the SME for the courses at our company, nor do I want to be. There's lots of people who love doing that kind of work. Um, I, I uh, provided subject matter expertise on one course that we've developed, and that's our active shooter response course. Thank oh, okay. um, Yeah, which um, was a course that we developed uh, a number of years ago. Um, 
as a reason. Well, you know, there's a story to that. Mm-hmm. Go I, for it. I know we've got a lot of time, Sheldon. We probably I don't have a lot of time. Down. Would you like to hear this story? I am, I am in. You know, yeah. I got you. I'm not letting you go until you say, Sheldon, I got to go. Okay. <laughs> so, so I was at a, our sales team actually was asking for a long time, don't you think we need an active shooter response course? And I said, you know, You know, I don't know. The government has done so much. There's so much free training out there. I haven't seen anything that's really unique. You know, I think we can send people that direction. Um, And then I was at a conference with a coworker of mine and we were listening to... um, to a speaker in from North Carolina and he was speaking specifically about active shooter response training and specifically around brain chemistry and what happens in the amygdala under mortal threat and you know all of this um uh uh run hide fight Uh you can't make a decision to do that when your amygdala locks you down into freeze and so he was really talking about how do we override that amygdala and had been doing some research um, uh, at, at with NYU. And my coworker and I were texting each other across the room and, and he's like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I'm like, yeah, we need to get this guy as an SME and we need to develop, to develop a course and we need to include this because this is a yeah. differentiator. Absolutely. And um, yeah, and so that set us off on a path. And what I didn't know at the time was that uh, when, backing up, when our learning solutions team um, develops a course, they use something called threaded storytelling, where they set up a scenario and they're telling a story to engage the learner throughout the course. And for this particular course, what I did not know is that one of my own coworkers um, is is a survivor of the first school shooting in U.S. history. Really? Which happened in Moses Lake. Washington, which is something that not a lot of people know. It was the first one. It was a long time ago. And um, he was a junior high kid at the time. And he said, uh, so we said, Chris, would you be willing to share your story for the threaded storytelling? Can we put it on film? Can we use this in the course? And he said, yeah, but only under one condition. He said, if my teacher... Who, um, who eliminated the shooter on that day can be part of the story. Wow. Um, John Lane. And so we said, well, of course, do you think he'd be willing to share his story? And he's been a speaker about active shooter response all over the United States for a long time. And so we contacted his teacher and he said, yes, of course. And so the two of them shared their story. Wow. And we were able to weave it into the course. And Chris, my coworker, was able to add such interesting things. Like he said, as a kid, when they heard the gunfire in the school, and I'm sorry if this is a trigger for anyone, um, they didn't have a frame of reference for it. They thought it was dogs barking. Because they didn't know what gunfire, real gunfire, sounded like. And so Chris suggested that we put a listening exercise into the course so that people know what Hollywood gunfire real gunfire sounds like really you know and so he was able to add in pieces like that um into the course development and so we developed this course and um pitched it to our ceo said we want to do this and our and we told our ceo at the time we don't want to charge for this 
because we don't believe that there should be a barrier to access to this kind of information for people to learn how to protect themselves. And yes, we did add in those pieces about how to override that amygdala response to get out of your caveman brain. Excellent. And, um, and he said, why wouldn't we? Of course, we're not going to charge for it. And so it's been free and continues to be free um, ever since. Wow. And so people always have access to that. And we designed it and built it to be G-rated. And so it's not scary. Your kids can take it. Your um, you know, faith organizations can take it. Your workplace can take it. And um, thousands and thousands of people have completed their course. Wow. We keep building on it. We keep building on it. We just acquired a company a little bit ago called Avert who have... Um, in-person training on um, on these also these kind of strategies and more things that you can do in your workplace and um, bleeding control and so we've really been building on that um, ever since but you know thanks to my coworker Chris for being brave and sharing his story wow that is an awesome story and that's um, a great um, corporate culture to think that you can uh, have something like that share it with others uh, and not want to, you know, hoard that information because you would have spent a lot of time, energy, effort, money to develop this thing. So that's that's uh, doing it for the right reason. Well, and you know what? The other really cool thing is our learning solutions team um, donated their time and built the course. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Kudos. Yeah. Kudos. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know, right. Terrible. Yeah. Good things can happen out of terrible things. Yeah. You know, and that's certainly, that's certainly an example of that. Yeah, that is awesome. Hold on. I'm going to give you guys applause. <laughs> that's my uh, my roadcaster board <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta love this board it can do all kinds of stuff but I haven't that's played right. around with it <laughs> that's right yeah that's an awesome story Jill I really um I, I've got a taste of it. And uh, like I told you before, I've been working with so many companies. I see their different approaches. There's one company that I work with that I'm not really a fan of, but mm. they're starting to come along a little. So I, every time I get a call from them, I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's mm. see if they're different this time. <laughs> and, uh, the journey. It's mm-hmm. the journey. So uh, this time we'll see. I've been working with them again, uh, and I'm creating a course for them this time. So they they use me as an SME slash instructional mm-hmm. designer. And so I'm going to see how this one works. But I like mm-hmm. hearing when people do it right, because, again, my mindset is you're doing it for a purpose. Someone's going to end up taking this course for a reason. And so some reasons might they need CEUs. Okay, I understand that. But yeah. you still want to make sure that they they understand the learning and then yeah. also that it's going to mean something when it's practical use and then they're going to save themselves from, you know, an amputation or, or something, you know, that's horrible. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's why I yeah. think of it. Yeah, for your audience, um, in terms of, you know, what makes a good SME, um, our, my coworkers who are the instructional designers, um, they talk about that in the episode that I did with them. Okay. And so 
specifically talking about what do they look for in an SME? What makes a good relationship, a good partnership in that? So that that episode's title is How Safety is Made. I don't remember which number it is because okay. I don't have. Yeah, I was about to ask that all question. All memorized, <laughs> but I know that that's the title of that one. Okay, good. That was the next question as I was literally forming the words in my mouth to say what episode is that? So that's excellent for you guys if you want to uh, find that out. Any tips for someone to get into the market? Yeah, you know, don't be shy. Just ask, right? I mean, so there are there are definitely companies that um, that uh, do um, that do instructional design work. Um, even you know, even at colleges and universities that are that um, have instructional designers. And you know, I I've never been shy to ask. You know, when I don't think. You know, if the jobs that I've had in my career, except for the OSHA one, all of them were jobs that I pursued. You know, all of them were doors that I knocked on and said, I think there's a place for me here and here's why I believe that and you should hire me. And, um, you know, that happened. And so same thing if you want to be an SME, go to the go to a company that you feel like, gosh, I really respect what they're doing. Yeah, I've been watching this. I really respect what they're doing. And um, ask how you can be part of it. That's a good idea. I don't know if I want to go even more, but uh, in the <laughs> you're giving me the smile, so that means go, Sheldon, go. Uh, is that a trait that you've found throughout the your career? Meaning uh, you've you've always had that, or did you pick it up along the way as you know, just going ahead and and, and getting what you want? Because a lot of a lot of talk right now has been in inclusion. So some of you that have seen me know I'm a black man. So therefore, inclusion for me is uh, some of the things, the topics that I hear about a lot. And I remember I've done several current um, episodes of other shows and we talk about inclusion. So it's a buzzword almost because of uh, what they had to go through with uh, the the George Floyd, um, that, that murder. Uh, so that truly... Uh, has sparked a just even a global uh, wording about you know equality and everything else, and that's one aspect of it. But now in our home aspect of it of safety and health, uh, you for me I'll say it this way: I do see a lot of people that are in the safety and health field of different uh, colors, persuasions, uh, different type of personalities, as well as physical appearances. Uh, but for me, I only see it at certain levels. When you have to go to a higher level of safety management, uh, I don't see that kind of inclusion for women, people of color, and more yeah. diversity in, as you get further up. So is that mentality of just go get it? Uh, does that mean you could break through a glass ceiling by going and getting it? Or do you think there's still a distinct glass ceiling for some people even in the safety and health world. Oh, you know, I would, I would just be, you know, <laughs> telling mistress if I didn't say there's a glass ceiling. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, there is. Okay. Yeah, there is. Um, are there ways that we can crack it? 
Are there ways that we can stand on one another's shoulders, not to push people down, but to raise each other up and, you know, build on things that we've all done yeah. um, to get people um, places? Yes. You know, yes. And so is there is there one magic wand for that? No, I think it's definitely multifactorial, right? Yeah. I mean, I've I've certainly addressed um, this on my podcast in a couple of different ways, including having a gender economist. There is oh, such nice. a thing. I've interviewed a gender economist on my show. That's um, awesome. To, to yeah, to talk about to talk about just that. Um, her name is Katika Roy, by the way. Brilliant, brilliant person. Um, you know, but what can we do to help one another? You know, I've made, um, I've committed myself to helping open doors for other women. Yes. You know, um, because that's something I can do for my place. And so when women call me as they do and ask, like, could I have a conversation with you? Um, would you consider mentoring me? Could we walk through something I'm struggling with right now at work? And could you give me some ideas or could we just kind of talk through it and see if we can come up with a different way? Um, I do that and make room for people. It doesn't mean I have all the answers, but it does mean I'm willing to listen. Right. Uh And, and I think that's really important that we do that. You know, our field, our field of practice is wired for that already. You know, the work that we do isn't proprietary. You ask any safety professional, like, Hey, do you have this written program? Would you share it with me? Or I'm trying to do research on this. I've never heard of, you know, uh, whatever could you help me we help each other and so why not help each other in helping open doors um career wise um you know a challenge with how my how should i tackle this with management or i'm trying to move up in the organization how do i do this what would you do um could you be as my friend brandy says on my personal board of directors she likes to say that Uh, she's guest number one or two on my podcast Um, she talks about about her personal board of directors and she called me a few weeks ago and she said hey jill you know how you're on my board of directors (laughs) like for my career and i'm like yeah she said do you have time to talk with me i've got this i've got this thing i'm trying to work through and you know and so i think I think helping one another out in those in those ways and helping open doors for other people can certainly um, help uh, with inclusion. It's not it's not the only answer, but I think it's part of the puzzle. Yeah, I think it's part of the puzzle. Yeah. Excellent. All right, I'm gonna have to go myself. So go ahead and plug Ooh. again if you need to. Yeah, I didn't know if I covered everything that you want to you know plug or promote. Sure. So please yeah, do so- that. Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about a number of things. Um, you know, I work for the for a company HSI, which is hsi.com. So, in reference to the active shooter class, some of the other solutions that I talked about, those can be found on our website. And then the uh, the podcast that I host is called the Accidental Safety Pro, and I am the host, and I talk with safety and health professionals from all over the country and one Australian. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'd love for you to join in the conversation um, be part of the podcast. Yeah, so thank you, Sheldon. Really appreciate the opportunity today. How fun is this? And I thanks know. for letting me tell stories. Yeah, I'm so in. Thank you so much, Jill, for just agreeing to be here. All right. The amazing Jill James, everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. You enjoy your night. Thanks, Sheldon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
This episode has been powered by Safety FM.